Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. We thank you, Almighty God, for an opportunity to hear your word proclaimed. We ask that it would touch our hearts so that we can have an impact in your world. In Jesus' name, amen. So it happened again. I found myself yelling at the TV, and the referees once again did not listen as my mighty Tar Heels took on Duke last night in college football. Now, maybe they changed the rules, but last time I heard, when a quarterback is throwing the ball and is tackled in the midst of throwing, it is an incomplete pass, not a fumble. I would have thought that that was the way it was the first time that they said the Tar Heels fumbled the ball. But then the second time was really troubling because we were down by four with about five minutes left to go in the game and driving towards the end zone. Fumble. Duke ball. Not good. Then Duke goes all the way down the field and scores a touchdown. Up by 11. I was about to turn it off. Literally had it in my hand when I saw that there was a flag on the play. Shot block. No touchdown. Bye-bye, Duke. And so... They missed a field goal. The Tar Heels got the ball back, drove it to the length of the field, scored a touchdown, we think. So here's what happened. This is the out-of-bounds line. This is a shoe. Okay? So they replayed it several times, and this was the reality. This little green thing right here, which is grass. If there was any grass showing... Touchdown. And here's what everyone saw. If you were a Duke fan, you saw this. Nothing but blue all the way. Totally out of bounds, right? North Carolina fans saw this. Nothing but grass the whole time. <laughs> now, about two million people are watching this game, give or take. How is it, I don't know, how is it that all those people saw the same thing so vastly differently? I mean, you've all been there. If you're a sports fan, I'm sure that at one point in time, you just know that was not a penalty and other people said that it was. You've probably had that argument with people. It happens. But it's not just sports, is it? There's all kinds of things that... Two people will look at the same thing and see something completely different. Don't you remember that dress that was yellow and blue? And, I mean, there were fights on the playground about that thing, right? Oh, no, that thing is gold as can be. Oh, it's blue. Are you crazy? I mean, just went back and forth and back and forth. But sometimes it's even more serious than that. In, in 2010, Terrell Grant was arrested for murdering someone in, outside of a Houston, Texas nightclub. It was a stabbing murder. And he was arrested because six people said he did it. Six people. And then two years later, he went to trial and those same six people, they testified. And the jury heard those six people and said, yes, he did it. And he was sentenced to life in prison. Eight years later... DNA, DNA evidence was found under the victim's fingernails 
that totally exonerated Mr. Grant. He didn't do it. Six people saw him do it, but they didn't see him do it. So how is it that people can look at something and think that they're seeing one thing when they're actually seeing something else? Well, according to a lot of scientific studies, when it comes to eyewitness testimony, they're, they're beginning to think that it isn't always as black and white as it once was. First of all, you have the stress that a person is under, especially when there's a weapon involved. Because if you are witnessing a crime, you're not exactly paying attention as closely as you typically would. You're a little freaked out, or at least most people are. And so that means your memory is going to be somewhat clouded. Another reason is because after those events happen, you're going to be talking to people. And the conversations that you have are not always one way. And so your memory is going to change as the story gets told back and forth and back and forth. I mean, we've all experienced this, and there have been scientific studies about it. Um, ha has, have you ever been told about something that happened in your childhood that you can remember, when the reality is that you were not old enough to be able to remember it? I mean, there's all kinds of things, and the reason you remember it is because you were told time and time again from your family about something that happened to you. And then you can retell it as if you know exactly what happened when you really don't. But the biggest problem with eyewitness testimony is this. Personal bias. You see, we believe truth to be in line with what we believe. And so our personal bias comes into play. If somebody looks like a criminal, we're a lot more likely to say that they are a criminal. Whether that has to do with race or ethnicity or whether or not they're just covered with tattoos and, and just look like somebody that we're not used to seeing. And so we see people like that and we make assumptions based on what we believe. And so that brings us to a bit of a problem, doesn't it? Because we don't always know what to believe. And it seems as, as we were reading our second lesson today that something kind of stood out. It's almost as if the writer of this letter was speaking directly to this day and time. Because he says, For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. So in other words, the time is coming... When people will have, will decide for themselves what their truth is. And as I said before, our truth is what we believe the truth to be. And that's why we have so many differing truths out there. Look, just yesterday, Russia came out with um, an announcement about a terrorist attack that had happened right outside of Ukraine when a terrorist attacked a military... Um, shooting range and 11 people were killed and 15 were injured in a terrorist attack by terrorists against Russia who invaded Ukraine and Ukraine actually attacked them back and that was a terrorist you see where I'm going with this I'm not Russian you know 
And so what I believe is that the Ukrainian people were attacked. And so for them to attack back, that's not terrorism. That's fighting back. Most of you probably don't disagree with me, right? But at the same time, for the Russians, they believe the truth to be in line with what they believe. I mean, here in our own country, it's no different, right? Right now, we have the January 6th uh, hearings going on. Yeah? And so, for half the country, they're, they're thinking that people should be put in jail and the people who led this should be put under the jail. And they believe that everything that was reported to have happened did happen just the way they said it. And then you have a whole group of people on the other side of the aisle who are saying, no, this is just a farce that they're making up and they're, and they're blaming somebody and so it's all political. We hear both sides, right? But then on the flip side, anytime that there's a police shooting, we have a group of people who are saying that the police did this for a particular reason and then you have a group of people that saying that they were just protecting themselves. Who do we believe? We can see the exact same video footage and think two completely different things. So what do we believe? Well, my friends, the reality is we have gotten to the point where we are basing our beliefs on things that we shouldn't be basing our beliefs on. Because as people of faith, our beliefs are in Jesus Christ. Our beliefs are in God and God's teachings. It says right here in 2 Timothy, before we, in chapter 3, it says, For all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient and equipped for every good work. So as I was telling children earlier, we have a truth. And that truth is scripture. And so when we can't figure out what truth is, what do we believe? As people of God, my friends, our truth cannot be identified by our political party. Our truth cannot be identified by, by whether or not we're a conservative or a liberal. Our truth comes from Holy Scripture. Our truth comes from Jesus Christ. Period. Because that is who we are. And so who we are is derived from, from the Bible. That tells us what right and wrong is. That tells us what truth is. Yeah? Of course, there are some problems with that, though, right? Because right here, we are at Pisgah Lutheran Church, and then there are some other Lutheran churches, and they're probably going to say pretty much the same thing. But then down the street, you have some other very different churches that are going to say something very different about the same Bible passage, right? We can look at the same things and see something quite different. So what do we do? Which truth is truth? Well, my friends, in my opinion, we have the messages of Scripture and we have the message of Scripture. The messages are all the individual verses that say one thing or the other thing. They were all written to a group of people many, many years ago. And while they are still impactful for us today because they were all inspired by God, we have to take into consideration that, yes, they were written to them. Those are the messages. However, 
there is an overarching message of Scripture. And it's easy because it's this. The overarching message is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. And our command, love God, love our neighbor, love ourselves. That is the message of scripture. Everything else in the Bible is held under that light. When we look at scripture through those glasses, through the glasses of love, then we know the truth. And that is the truth. That we have a God of love. We have a God of grace. We have a God of mercy. And so what we believe, everything that we believe about the world, about politics, about, about whether or not that guy was in bounds or out of bounds, and he was in bounds because it was in the book of Hezekiah, we know that it all has to do with love. You see, my friends, there's so many voices in our world. It's difficult to know which one to listen to. But as people of faith, we know the voice to hear. The voice of scripture, the voice inspired by God. The voice of love. And that is always the right call. 